Welcome to Unqualified Car Reviews, the podcast where facts are as reliable as solar power at night. My name is Jeff, and uh, because of recent renewable energy jokes, nobody would let me host the Oscars. Luckily, I know two mouth breathers named Donnie and Walter who could not care less. Donnie? Uh, That is correct. Donnie, how's it going? I'm pretty good. How about you, Walter? Uh, I'm doing, doing pretty good here. All right. Well, today's episode is the Audi TT Generation 3, the current generation of Audi TT, which, if you don't know, is a two-door sports car. Uh, and S- I don't some know. Pe- I, some people ahead. call those a coupe. <laughs> well, I'm not quite qualified to do that. So, Yeah, Jeff is, not, Jeff is not French. <laughs> yeah. Keep that in it's mind. Coup- I, it's coupe. So, you know those things, those cages that chickens are in that would be a coupe you could you could make a case for the audi tt on that one (laughs) (laughs) it is only two seats so oh man what are you guys' initial impressions on this i like the new one yeah not i've personally not liked the first two generations they look too much like a new beetle yeah I, i i've never understood the audi tt but the new generation i there there are certain features of it that i like yeah i kind of agree with that i don't know what what it's purpose or like who's buying who's buying this because i don't see people who are buying a z4 buying this i don't see people who would buy a cayman buying this i think you just have to be like an audi fan who doesn't want an r8 or can't afford an r8 or someone who who would drive a miata if they were less wealthy no they would no. own a 911 <laughs> like a used one i'm serious right if you want well, i guess Miata, a used one sure yeah but i i just i like it i mean but i agree that i I've not, that's my my biggest gripe with the audi tt is i've just never understood the market because it's in my opinion it doesn't seem fun enough to be a you know a, a sports car or a weekend car but it's also not practical enough to be a daily True. Yeah, I wouldn't. It's, I wouldn't you know, put it, it in the same market as a 911 or even a Cayman, really. Though I agree with Donnie on that, but I think the TTRS is a fun car, even though it might be a little bit expensive. Um, I, I think that's probably a pretty fun car considering what it puts down. Right. Yeah, I know people who track. Right, I know a guy who tracks his TTRS. Seriously? So <laughs> that's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, checking any car is expensive, but well, yeah, especially this, an Audi. <laughs> well, I mean, he, this guy owned car dealerships, so mm, mm. Uh, you know, if and if you own an Audi dealership, you're gonna, it's yeah, you know, it's practically tra- tracking, yeah, basically, it's a write off. Okay, so <laughs> let, let's legal, let's get legal through some of these specs. I want to, I want to get this, hear about this thing. Okay, so. The engines, there's there's a couple of trim levels. You got the standard TT, which has 228 horsepower, 258 pound-feet of torque. The TTS, which has, I don't know what all these as, these uh, acronyms mean, TFSI, <laughs> Quattro, Estronic, all of those are restricted for hey, some hey, reason. Donnie, why don't you uh, tell us what those okay, are? Okay, I believe TFSI is turbocharged forced stratified injection. Wow. I, from what I recall from my, I remember scratching my head back years ago when I worked at an Audi dealership, and I think that's what I found on the internet was something like that. It just means that it's turbocharged and it 
it's not carbureted anymore and they try to like spray it in a way that it 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 atomizes I, the fuel or something i don't know it's just so a fuel injected turbocharged engine from my from what i know yeah for for audi it's turbo fuel stratified injection whereas oh, if okay. it was something other than fuel it'd probably be diesel right which they would call oh TDI, yeah because tdi but... yep okay that makes sense yeah so yeah tfsi and then we all know what quattro is yeah the oil drive they're all wheel drive and then estronic yeah. i think estronic is well estronic just means that it's like they're it's like automatic but you can shift it yourself and i'm not sure if it means dual clutch or not um that's a good question i think I would because think the TTS would be um, a DSG at least. From what I remember, they were, because I know at least the TTRS has to have a dual clutch, if not a manual. Yeah, well, the TTRS I'm almost positive does have a dual clutch, but yeah. the TTS, um, it's a good question. I'm gonna have to look that up while you guys keep going. So, it's a two liter turbocharged as we talked about four cylinder engine putting out 288 horsepower and 280 pound feet of torque um in the tts in, in the tts correct the ttrs is a two and a half liter turbo inline five which is pretty interesting uh putting out 394 horsepower and 354 pound feet of torque that's quite oh my a bit. goodness that that much power in that little of a car <laughs> that's a lot that's and this fun yeah this thing only weighs 3,200 to 3,400 pounds. That's... Oh, my well, goodness. I, know, I mean, that's a lot of power for that. That's Cayman territory right there. I mean, like, good Cayman, too. Um, and to correct, they all come with a dual clutch. The TT and TTS are seven-speed dual clutch. Oh, nice. Gotcha. So it's that DSG. Um, fun fact, too, the TTS is basically a Golf R underneath. It's the same EA888 engine that's in the golf r so same horsepower pretty much the same stuff has a different all-wheel drive setup and the r can be had in a manual so win one for hot hatch plus it's probably cheaper than a tts because the um, tts starts at fifty six thousand dollars so that's, oh it does yeah that's yeah. quite a bit more than a golf r a golf r starts and ends at like 41 because there's no options right that, that's it you can get a different color <laughs> right and good luck you gotta order it so base prices of all these trim levels tt starts at 49,800 tts starts at 56,000 ttrs starts at 72.5 whoa which is pretty high i mean we, we yeah. talked about it. it's a lot of power which is but it's expensive you pay for it you get what you pay for yeah that's true I mean, that being said, you could go buy a Cayman for $60,000 that has manual seats. Well, two-way power, so it's basically just the rear back moves back and forth. But yeah, for $12,000 less, you get less engine, less comfort. So I think, you know, maybe the TT is something for people who want aggressive, sporty, cool engine, right? I mean, come on, a five-cylinder? Who has a five-cylinder anymore? Yeah, this yeah is literally that is... That is... A cool like little quirk about it yeah this this is it this and the um rs3 the rs3 that's, is an inline five too it's the same yeah it's the same oh, engine. That's, that's pretty sweet well, yeah i think the last inline five was probably one of like you know mass market i would say would be one of volvo's if they yeah. still don't well that's why i said quirky it's because it's audi and volvo are the only ones and volvo is nothing but 
works basically yes so and good luck works i'm surprised at the weight i thought it was going to be heavier because it's not like audis are like i mean they know they're known for their space frame yeah but especially with the all-wheel drive i thought that would have added quite a bit of weight yeah that being said a three a 2016 340i weighs about 200 more pounds has less power mind you like the the standard rear wheel drive or is that an x drive no no that's the x drive manual x drive with the track handling package is like 3500 pounds 3600 pounds so Hmm. i mean not the same but you get you get a lot more room for a little bit more weight that's actually one thing that i'm really kind of concerned about with the ttrs is so so I'm going to preface this by saying I, I I'm still don't don't worry I am qual- unqualified to review this car because I've <laughs> I've driven the previous generations of TT and pretty much every flavor that they had, but I have I've I have not driven the current one. I've only You're sat getting, in one. Getting dangerously close to being qualified. I know I know I'm dangerously close to being qualified, which is bad. I think we're but gonna have to fire you. I okay. Well, I'll talk to HR later after the episode. But we so. You know, I'm just saying, like, I've driven the old ones, and it's a short, it's a really small wheelbase, and you feel very cramped inside of them. Like, mm-hmm. if I was booking it with, you know, almost 400 horsepower to all wheels just squirreling around a track, that would be terrifying. Like, that I would sounds... want that much power. I want something with a longer wheelbase, I think. But I mean, I don't know. I've never, I've never driven it. That's just a hunch. Yeah. I'm, I think it might be deceptively the the design makes it look shorter than it actually is. I mean, it can't be that small, right? Like, it's not Miata-sized, is it? No, it's not. It can't be. I, 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 I haven't seen very many... Imper- like, I honestly haven't seen an actual TT in, like, probably a year, year and a half, on like, legitimately on the road. I've seen more R8s than I've seen of TTs. Really? Oh, yeah. Now, admittedly, I have a friend who has an R8, so... <laughs> <laughs> so I do... I see... <laughs> And R8 <laughs> quite a bit because he shows up at car shows. Um, socially distanced car shows, by the way. Um, yeah, I don't want to catch the sniffles. Yeah, but that being said, I mean, that's just one, right? And it's a last gen. It's the V8 one. But I, I do see, like, brand new R8s running around um, more often than TTs. And maybe it's just I'm not looking for them. But it's something just... something to think about. Yeah. yeah. They're not as small as a Miata. They're definitely taller. They're probably bigger in every dimension, um, but they're definitely taller. I think it's just, you know, like its packaging really makes it look like that. I'm yeah. looking right now, and apparently the wheelbase is 98 inches. I'm not sure what that compares to on other things. It's pretty small. Well, a Silverado's wheelbase is about 24 feet. Hmm. <laughs> so. I can't do math, so. <laughs> yeah. That would That's be like one thousand three hundred and fourteen inches, I think. No, it's a hundred and or sorry, two hundred and eighty-eight. Okay, Mister Math. <laughs> how many how many Audi TTs can you fit within the wheelbase of a, <laughs> a Silverado? Of a Silverado extended, almost extended three cab. <laughs> <laughs> almost three. <laughs> oh. okay. okay, what what kind of comp? We talked about this a little bit, like what people would buy instead of this, but the competition it's it's a little bit tough to define the z4 maybe but that's really not the same thing it's a roadster uh, uh, well they used to have a convertible tt so i would think i mean that w- it was 
it was a roadster, right? And I still think it is, except it's a hard top. Well, I guess right. you can still get. I think they have the convertible get version. In don't a convertible. They? Yeah. Right. So it's. I mean, it's sort of. In but the, I noticed in our show notes it says it has, um, insurance seats. Is that true? Oh, I thought well, it was a two. I, I thought it was a two seater. I'm almost positive. I know the old ones are definitely four seaters. Uh-huh. Not not the convertibles. The convertibles are definitely two seaters, but yeah. the uh the, the hard tops, they had um at least the old generations had little seats in there that you like you, there's no way you could fit a human in there. It was really just something that it was a pain in the neck cuz we had to like you know try to get a vacuum back there to you know vacuum up all the cigarette ashes off the black leather seats. It was just like it was more of a pain than anything, but I'm sure it saved people a lot of money in insurance. So I believe it is they probably are insurance seats uh, because when I Googled it, I typed in TT rear seat and the next word suggested was delete. <laughs> so I'm guessing people try yeah, to get rid of those. Yeah, it's like the first mod. It's just like you get you get the insurance deduction and then you just take them out. Yeah. Take out the weight. <laughs> yeah. That was a good point. Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense. I just don't, from what I've seen, and oh yeah, they do. I'm looking at pictures now. They're like 911 seats. They're just there. They're just kind of there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, it, it, like you know, it's a f- even a small child would be cramped back there. But it's it's like a useless death of a cow. <laughs> just just to make rear seats. But yeah. But it saves money. I'm not against them. If it saves me money on insurance, I'm all for That's it. That's true. Yeah, and they don't weigh that much, so not a yeah. big no. deal. I mean, really, and you're not going to get all that space back in the rear anyway so but even like regardless of whether or not it has rear seats like i just still don't see much of a market that it fills like i you know the the z4 maybe i can see it competing against the z4 cayman that's kind of in a different ball it's like it's kind of in a different league for me well like, if you get the ttrs i mean there's a price difference yeah but i, I base, think but the best comparison is when Walter mentioned the the Golf R is so I guess that would make the this the base TT what that would kind of be a competitor to a GTI but except it's all wheel drive. I actually I don't think the base TT is all wheel drive. Uh, so it's basically just a dressed up teardrop looking GTI then. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I so I could I could kind of see it. It's like if you want a GTI but you don't want the storage room, you just want people to think that you have more money than or if, you, or if you'd like Audi. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, what's wrong with that, Donnie? He, you just like Audi. Well, I'm, I'm pro, I, you know, I have a an aversion to the Bavarians, if that's the right word. So naturally, I'm if, not a... I don't know if it is an aversion, considering the two cars you own. I don't know what aversion means. Aversion means that you don't like them and you okay, try it's the to opposite avoid them. Of the opposite of aversion. That's what I have to the Bavarian. <laughs> you have a preference. <laughs> yeah, you have a preference. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, that's why I would say you don't have an aversion yeah. to them. Oh. So I have an aversion to Audis then because because I'm, I prefer the Bavarian. You know, I, I've just never... I, Audis never really quite done it for me. Personally. What about yeah. the interior on these? Didn't... I mean, I think the vents are kind of cool. I do like the. I don't like that and there's overall, no. It's pretty. I don't like that there's no center screen, right? So yeah, that's the, true. 
listeners who've never seen a TT, or at least the current TT generation, um, all of the infotainment controls and everything are in the driver's screen. So it's displaying Audi's virtual cockpit, which is a pretty cool digital gauge cluster. So you can do all kinds of sorts of things with it, but they've completely foregone the uh, traditional infotainment display in the middle. So we have little displays in the middle of the vents. They kind of look like turbine vents, which I think is yeah. a cool design yeah, they, element. They look really sharp, actually. Um, yeah, but they have little displays that tell you, you know, your, you know, uh, HVAC features and whatever the temperature is set at. Um, it is a little bit weird, though, because there's three vents in the middle. Uh, so it's not like balanced or anything like that. And they're just there, right? They're just kind of there. And then below those, there's a switch bank that has your, you know, hazard lights and other little switches. Overall, though, I think the interior's nice. I think Audi's gotten way better at interiors in the last couple yeah, of generations. I, I agree. And I think, honestly, this is probably my favorite Audi interior. I know yeah. I know you guys don't like the the lack of a center screen, but I absolutely love it because this car is not, you know, it's supposed to be pretty driver oriented you know like there's not even any space for any rear this, passengers there's maybe well, you know there's room for a passenger but it, they even, they wanted to keep it simple and it, even if you look back at the original tt like when it first came out that interior is extremely simple you know a lot of the switches can actually there's like this aluminum panel that says tt on it that can flip down and cover most of the controls you I know, know that. to, to, cool. yeah it's pretty cool and it you know so it really simplifies the interior so i'm glad that they kind of carried that over still and what if decided you look to at keep the vents it. they're pointed at the driver all three of the center vents <laughs> yeah they're are, are they're kind of tilted it's pretty yeah. it's pretty funny yeah but yeah i i just i mean this is just i think a good example of audi's design direction which i like i like the angular design so. yeah yeah i like it too yeah, I would say I like the design too, except for the fact that when you look in the interior, how many cup holders do you see? One. I see one. You see one? I didn't even see one. Where's, I don't where's the see one? one? The one is in the center. Um, you have to find some pictures for it, but it's like... Oh, behind that little rollback thing? Oh, it's like where the armrest would be, kind of? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I see oh. it. Like in some of the pictures, they just have like a little Audi badge thing there. I guess that's probably like a smoker package ashtray or something like that. But yes, I think that is the one, the only cup holder. So one, maybe two if you're lucky. If, you're, uh... if you put a bottle in the map pocket in the door, <laughs> that's it. Or if you like counterbore a big hole in there somewhere, you can make one. That's probably it, though. You can kind of make a cup holder anywhere you want to make it. It's just going to have true. some serious repercussions. And the I cars guess. that I've owned that have no cup holders in them, between my legs is my favorite cup holder. <laughs> <laughs> though it makes it hard to drive a manual. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. All um, right. Interesting features. Obviously, the inline five, that's pretty interesting and I think unique. Hella cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, even on so what I found on the standard engines, I'm almost I'm pretty sure this is true, but I'm not positive. It said on I think Audi's website that it has a cast iron block, mm-hmm. like so alloy heads, but it, a cast iron block, which I didn't even know that they still made cast iron blocks. I oh, thought yeah, everything they, had switched to aluminum. No, oh, yeah, no, only very high performance stuff is aluminum blocks still. Cast irons, really. it's super cheap. Right, it's cheap, it's super easy, and it's strong as hell. 
and yeah, but you it's don't so have to heavy, put and I thought everything was switching to aluminum to save weight. No, well, I mean that's like when you're getting down to grams, but when you have vehicles like this, the weight, the power to weight ratio for that engine is pretty high, right? I mean, you also need it for the block strength, right? Yeah, so you I guess getting if you're to that, putting that much it, power into it, that small yeah. engine. And you also have to remember too, right, that aluminum blocks need sleeves or liners for the cylinders. Right. Unless you do some very fancy like PVD, which is um, vapor deposition, plasma vapor deposition, right, to create a hard surface for the piston to ride on. So you don't need that with cast iron, but you need that with aluminum block. So aluminum block, it just creates a ton of cost and then you have all those issues. So I think the really high performance stuff, like high performance V8s, those are the LT engines at GM. And I think BMWs in line sixes and the M cars are all aluminum. And I oh, could be wrong, okay. but I think the B series, the Baukasten, the new BMW engines are also aluminum. But that being said, it just added a ton of cost, right? Those engines are yeah. very expensive. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Plus, you have to remember too, these cast iron blocks, right? Like that uh, engine that's in the TTS is also the same one that goes in the Golf R, which is a pretty high-volume car. Oh, it's also right. The same yeah, this engine. is all shared with Volkswagen, so... There's a ton yeah. of engines that goes into, right? So cast iron makes <laughs> yeah. a ton of sense because it's super cheap, and then the engineering cost just plummets. I right. bet those engines cost a few hundred dollars to make. Do Teslas have cast iron blocks? Yes, they do. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, they, it... al- they also have, um, they have a special copper uh, head gaskets. To help seal the uh, titanium the cylinder head. ion, the yeah, with, ion with, in the, with the lithium ion lifter valves. <laughs> that's that's really cool. That's why people buy them because they're so cool. Yeah, and all that stuff makes it sound silent, and and you can't hear it at all. Oh, it's because that's it's why you... with the copper. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If you really opened up a Tesla, it would have an inline six. <laughs> <laughs> or but so they don't let speculate. you see that they don't let you see that it's below all that plastic covering and what they call a frunk <laughs> exactly all um, right and i think there's something else um quattro i think needs to the Germans all have their own all-wheel drive systems, right? And each one's different. I think Quattro has been around the longest, I, I think. think. Uh, when did, Quattro came yeah, out in the well, 70s, didn't it? Was it in the 70s? I think it may, yeah, maybe late group, 70s. If not, group, if not, then it was the early 80s. Group B. Oh, right? Group when did, B. They had their Quattro. Um, sweet, I sweet know, Group B rally. Yeah, BMW's X-Drive came out in the mid eighties. So I know that. Right. And then I have no idea when formatic came out for Mercedes, but they're really proud of it. Right. It's like a whole brand now. And Quattro, I mean, in itself is its own brand. I mean, Quattro is the company that technically builds the R8 and I think the RS stuff. Like Wait, so Quattro, Quattro is its own company. Yeah. Quattro GmbH, or if you're German GmbH, um, is like <laughs> the sport. It's like M Quattro is, Audi's M or AMG. Oh, but it's, so that's it's always been such it's a always been internalized, it. right? Instead of it being kind of like a 
sidebar thing like AMG was, or M was kind of off on the side for BMW. Quattro was always inside it. I've always wondered so, why, like, why is the all-wheel drive system so, you know, why is that important enough to put in the front grill? Because I always yeah. see you know, people always brag about all-wheel drive on the back of a car, but Audi is the only one that I know that brags about it in the front grill too. Quattro. If you notice, it's only on the sport models, right? Because it's the Quattro is like the perform their performance thing. They put oh, a- even though the base models still have the same. I think they were trying to take away attention from everything being front-wheel drive-based because they were the only German automaker that had luxury front-wheel drive cars. Right. (laughs) You know, it's Buick for Germany. (laughs) (laughs) So you were really close. According to Audi, actually, uh, they introduced it at the Geneva show in 1980. 1980. Mm. When did the Quattro race car come out? What is it? Well, that I don't know. That might have been before. I thought that was like eighty-one or something. It might have been. You know what? I think, but I, I, I think I. The point still stands. Quattro was the first one, so Quattro is pretty special and it's unique in the all-wheel drive systems. That makes it pretty cool, right? Yeah. For you engineering nerds out there. I don't. I don't when I think, well, I mean, when I think, like, if I think. You know, ballistic motorsports of the 1980s, Quattro comes to mind. Like, th- there's nothing yeah, else. Yeah. Like, Quattro yeah. was the name of all-wheel drive systems back then. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So. All right. I think it's time to wrap up. Donnie, what is your want-to-drive score from 1 to 10? Um, I'm probably going to put this at a 6 because it's, it's an exciting car, but... um. I just, you know, not having any reason to drive it, I can say, you know, I have nothing against it, but I don't really have any reason why I would want to drive it. You know, it's it doesn't seem fun enough, except that maybe the TTR, the TTRS would be ballistic, but, you know, it doesn't seem fun enough that I would want to take it on a track, but I also think it's too cramped and impractical to go get groceries in. So I think it's cool, but not cool enough that I really want to drive it. Gotcha. What about you, Walter? Oh, that's going to be... I think I'm going to put it at like a 7, to be honest. I don't know. I've kind of wanted to own one. I don't think it would be a car that I would have for a long time. I think I would enjoy it for a while, but I've always wanted to drive one. That being said, a TTS or TTRS. I would not want to drive a regular TT. It's a golf R, or sorry, it's just a regular golf for all that matters. But I, I like them. I think they're pretty, pretty neat looking. Um, like we said, they're unique. Uh, I just, I like them. So seven, but I wouldn't own one for a long time. It's not my dream garage. I would, uh, I would rate it the same seven. I'd say it's a pretty fun car to drive, especially as we noted, it's so unique. There's not a lot of direct competition. It's kind of, kind of in its own little space. So, I'll I'll give it a seven. Cool. Uh, what does that bring our drive total to? Want a drive total of twenty. Twenty. So right now that is ranked third on our list, behind right, the Porsche right 911. And the Super Mark IV. And the Super Mark IV. So we want to drive it yeah. more than a Cherokee, but less than a Super Mark IV. Yeah, I'd say that's about <laughs> accurate. Yeah. yeah I, 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 would, I would say so. Okay. 
So, as we know, at the end of every episode, we reach into our digital hat, rustle around for a number, and pull out, and we pick a new car. Next week, we are going to be looking at the Chevrolet Camaro 5th Gen. So, this is the revitalization of the Camaro nameplate after, I think, about 10 or 15 years of a hiatus. Uh, Camaro died in the 90s. And then it was revived actually right after the bankruptcy into this cool retro styled muscle car. Yeah, I want to say the 2010 year. Or yeah, it was right around, right around there. Yeah, it was 2010. Yeah, I loved these back when um, back when they came out. I was I thought they were amazing. Partly, and I'm not going to lie, because of the Transformer movie, but yeah. still, they looked really <laughs> awesome. Oh yeah, no, they're just cool. They're like super. That's what like revitalizes cool retro styling that we were seeing with then the next gen Mustang and the Charger and Challenger, right? Yeah, like, uh, all the American brands are kind of doing that revitalization of the original look back, yes. back around then. But but the Camaro honestly did it, I think, way better than it was way sleeker mm-hmm. than the the rest. Um, Ed Welburn did a fantastic job. Okay, but caveat. Okay, I'm gonna admit here, I am slightly qualified to review this one i was working at a dealership years ago uh and i drove one for about 20 seconds so my my one qualified statement that i can make is that i cannot i could not see a a thing out of that car well it it looked it looked great i couldn't see a thing (laughs) we should say that's that's what i remember about it but But, apart uh, from that i love the looks (laughs) i'm i'm also slightly qualified to talk about this one but uh not not really so I'm looking forward to this episode. It'll be fun to, to yeah. dig into a little bit. Yeah, and we get to talk about some cool things, I think, not just car-related, but that brought some cool things into the auto industry with this, in my Sweet. opinion. Well, cool. thanks for listening. Tune in next week for the 5th Gen Chevrolet Camaro. <laughs>